0: Hi, I'm Steve Barlow. This is the Humanized Workforce Future You podcast series, where we ask people from all walks of life to talk about their perception of the future and their role in a rapidly changing work and life environment. Hi, I'm Craig Zaffin. Day
1: by day, we are all learning to live with the impact technology, AI, and changing health and social conditions have on our lives. Mostly, it is presented as scary and a loss of opportunities. The Humanized Workforce future you podcast series thinks the future is bright and something to look forward to let's see what today's guest thinks our guest today is bernie kelly bernie is an executive mentor working with teams that are in industries that are in transformation he's got over 30 years of experience in the industry specializing in businesses going through a growth phase Let's hear what Bernie's got to tell us today about humanised workforce and future youth.
0: My is Steve Barlow and we're joined today by Bernie Kelly. Welcome Bernie. Thanks
1: Steve, thanks Craig. Nice to meet you Bernie.
0: Bernie, do you want to just give us a bit of an idea about your background and the kind of work you're involved in doing?
2: Yeah, no, thank you for that. Yeah so currently I'm an exec mentor in working with teams in that who are in industries in transformation. So really that sort of shift, sort of shift change being required. And I'm also the chair of the Australian Transformation and Turnaround Association. So that, that is my sort of key sort of focus area. But I've come to that through um, yeah, nearly 30 years in sort of leading businesses and particularly through that sort of step change. I've been involved in businesses on the on the growth uh, phase, but also on disruptive businesses that have been more in that sort of harder. Under edge turnaround and distress sort of part of the cycle. So, you know, sort of both ends there. And, and I really, you know, I'm, I'm driven by a love for setting up teams for success and that sort of working ahead, building up the fitness for, for that sort of next phase is sort of my real driver. And I think where i sort of come from, I guess, you know, a lot of, a lot of the strategy consultants sort of talk about the hand over the blueprint, but they're really not there to make it real. And that sort of, um, that making it real world is where I sort of um, live. Instead of actually helping helping teams design that, and I guess another part of the my ongoing observation over the years is that you know business schools don't teach execs and CEOs how to integrate cross-functional leadership teams. Without that happening, there is just really no traction across strategic cycles. You know that things don't build on top of each other in the way that um, that we would like to have. So, in that sort of leadership team space, is a key. Key part of my current work as well, sort of getting that to coordinate, integrate, to achieve things.
1: Well, it's a lot. Uh, it's a lot to uh, d- delve into there, Bernie. You, you've got a, so I have got change. Like change and innovation is uh, one of your passions, and then. the the teams get setting teams up for success, and then yeah, yeah
2: so they're they're all connected for me. Really, it is, yeah. it is that interface between, you know, especially in the transformation space. People talk the big strategy piece. Yeah, there is that sort of just below handing over those strategic you know, blueprints, setting up implementation, strategic implementation for success, is or um, well, it's not done by the big consulting houses. It's not there. It's not their gig, and it gets handed over to exec teams. And actually, getting the exec team ready for that and coordinated for that um, is is a very pointy piece that I am talking about. Yeah,
1: right. Okay. Why why are you passionate about that sort of thing? Because it's a it's fairly technical sort of thing, but you, you you're clearly really into it, aren't you? So why are you passionate about this sort of? Thing?
2: Uh, it, it's because I, I, I did come from a um, from that sort of technical operations leading businesses perspective. But right. it is actually, it's a human thing, right? And I know right. we're sort of the humanised workforce yep. podcast here. And, and it's all about humans. And I think that actually a lot of the time in that's, this sort of work, we talk about people talk about the other and other people need to change. Other people aren't changing fast enough. People talk about the frozen middle, et cetera, et cetera. Yep. I'm talking about, no, no, we're the leadership team. <laughs> Are we <laughs> stepping up? Are we really open to this? Do I really listen to you? Do I really listen to Steve? You know, mm-hmm. do, do we actually work together? Am I getting over my own, you know, my own saboteurs? Am I really listening? Really yeah. listening? And that that so it is, it's very much a human thing, to be quite yeah. frank. And 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 my pa- passion, which I know I've chatted with Steve before in the past, is that the world is changing way faster than exec teams are. <laughs> yes.
1: Yeah, that's right. Yeah. It's an interesting point. So, so yeah, getting the uh, it's it's not a, someone else's problem. It's your problem as a leader, right? So get engaged. Oh, I, get I, I and, own it.
2: I mean, I own right. the problem, but I own the opportunity too, right? So, right, right. So how do we own it? How do we how do we keep up with the the way the, the pace of the world? Okay, um, and and it's a real it's a real hot conversation amongst exec teams about you know um, how do we you know you look at the you know the um, all the exponential curves that are going on. When you start thinking about social factors, political factors, you know all those external uh, technology factors, all those externals. Are we have we got a leadership team that are able to keep up with that? And that's um, that's that's my real passion, I guess, having, yeah. um, helping that happen.
1: Right. Okay. I, can I can I ask you? You know, uh, we've been going through a very big change in the business community about how people work and how people are led, and engage with each other what what are you noticing most in the in the work that you're doing about the the changes that's been forced upon business in the last um year or two
2: yeah so so one bit is um a lot of people uh adapt well under pressure under the crisis phase and there's a mode of our there's a mode of us that we respond and and, and i think that's that, that's great um you know and needed and all those sort of good things but what's really very topical at the minute is just the crisis management even if it is big step crisis management can happen for a short period of time but it becomes fatiguing and i think at the minute there is a real there's that um self-care the the actual thinking about the the sustaining factors of you or me as leaders so that we are turning up as our best version of ourselves because in creating space to be thinking about the next horizon that, that that is really a hot topic for me and the people i'm talking with as we wrap up 2021, look at 2022. Yeah, it's like having uh,
1: being able to go the distance, right, it's, and having a sustainable um, uh, way forward, not just um, a, a big spurt that, that looks
2: good yeah. on a day. Right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, so we, we can go hard for that short period, and that's great. But yeah. uh, but then I guess the build to going the distance that I think is an important nuance there is actually having the uh, space, right. freedom for creativity. And what I was sort of saying before you know, about um, leadership Leadership teams are not going as changing as fast as the external environment is, which right. is so. Really, if our mind is and our, all of our work is in the internals in that operating yeah. world, if that's my, if I'm leading leading back-to-back diaries and just working <laughs> yeah. only, yeah. I don't have the space to be working on what's next, right. and that is leadership work, right? That's a that's a bit more on,
1: on the business rather than in it. On there. so can I ask you? Um, uh, one of the things that's interesting for me at the moment is that people are are going back to work uh, in and trying to do it in the traditional way. Some leaders are insisting that people come into the office, um, full time or at least three or four times a week. Some are saying, "Well, you know, it's working remotely, so if I only see you every now and again, that'll be fine." What's the difference there in that leadership style, or is it just the business model? Or is it also a leadership thing where some type of leaders want people present in front of them, and others want uh, they're, they're happy to work in remote teams? Yeah,
2: yeah. So, so I think it's interesting, and I know it's great for headlines on on uh, social media accounts and stuff like that that compare and contrast. But, but the reality is, it's the combo, isn't it? Yes, and, and 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 the and the and I think this conversation is it's we're moving from like it used to be sort of. Uh, in the room had to be in the room then in the last year both we've been forced to be leading the virtual but really sort of the the near future is going to be all about all about in the room and virtual and really keeping up with and in the work so it's actually how we're going to be blending in blending in this learning into the work because um there's not going to be the the skill shortages that are there the new skills that have to be learned there's Mm -hmm. not enough time for all of that if we're still thinking in that sort of very old fashioned segmented way. So, actually, integrating these things is going to be the big conversation next year. Our yeah, that is really interesting. One, one of the things
1: you, you touched on skills there, and also just before that, you were talking a bit about uh, having the room or making the room for creativity and so on. What are some of the skills that are critically, um, are like critical now and emerging that um, you, you see in the organizations you're
2: working with? yeah so, so what one we still need all of our um, all of our operational skills right we still need all those but the but the space to be thinking about what's next you know i think that i think that most leaders are not not giving that learning time so the big skill that i'm finding at the moment is because by definition you're in an exec role you've been around the block before right I you're know. already experienced yeah and you know a lot a lot we're, we're on the top of a functional expertise. We know all about our sector. <laughs> that that actually, with all the exponential curves that are going on at the moment, the the critical skill actually is that the pace of the unlearning, relearning cycle. Ah, oh, okay, okay, all right. Because I, I have the how quickly can I challenge and update my assumptions? I, I think it's going to be re- like it's really that. That's a top of the list takeaway for people who listen to your podcast. Have I got um, mechanisms to be challenging and re-looking at all of my assumptions next year, right, right? because right. things are not going back to exactly what they were. What are they going to? <laughs> so, therefore, there's, you know, I don't know the answer to that, and maybe none of us do. <laughs> so, therefore, the skill is how quickly can I review assumptions yeah. and learn where I need to unlearn and learn the new stuff. That, there's, that actually is going to be the critical skill of this decade yeah I think uh, I, I think none
1: of us have the right answer at the moment because it is a, it's still evolving very quickly isn't it and um, but, but it's it's turning to be very interesting because the technology is evolving with it isn't it How, how are you yes. finding the, the use of technology in, the, in this new um, way of leading
2: teams Well the technology is going way quicker than us <laughs>
1: yes, right?
2: and, and, and the interesting piece is looking at the last decade we all can see the exponential curves that um, that happened last decade you know if we think 10 plus years ago like no one had smartphones and now everyone has smartphones right, right, yeah. right so just that's an example and this decade there's a number of those exponential curves have you seen that sort of picture if you picture an exponential curve and you think about down the bottom there's little bits of change and then there's a little bit more change but then once the curve starts to really lift yeah it, it's just like you cannot keep up you can't keep and up And that, that is happening on Many technology fronts in the next few years. That's yeah. happening, right? So, resetting how we lead and now learn is is coming to a real critical crisis point for for many of us, to be honest.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. It is. It is very interesting. One of one of the things I was fascinated by is something just as simple, not simple now, but Zoom and how quickly it evolved and ad- adapted. And became like this standard along, yes. alongside Microsoft's Teams and things. Yes. Yes. So, so um, one of the things you were talking about earlier was uh, the importance for leading uh, cross-functional teams. Um, t- tell us a bit about how to, how people are putting those together and what the benefits are for having those cross-functional teams in place.
2: Yep. So, so the benefits are that you actually are um, you're thinking from all these different perspectives. So, one of the things that before that I was just mentioning before about challenging assumptions. Yes. Right? Is that actually you and I and Steve are going to be better as a team, challenging assumptions as a team, than, than I'm going to be by myself. Yeah. Because the more perspectives that we can put around some of these problems, the more que- the more questions we're going to ask, you're going to have a different knowledge base to me and I'm going to ask a question that might seem weird to you and you're going to the same for me. So actually getting that different perspectives um, into our integrated problem solving is going to be key, putting right. problems in the middle of the table and right. actually going, well, how do we bring this together?" because technology has got to the point where it's actually a human problem more than a technology problem, right So yes. example. Um, cl- the climate thing yeah, there that, that's a perspective that a lot of prob- that's starting to impact many sectors from many angles yep. uh, and who around the table. The table needs to be sort of um, solving these problems because you know what the old one brain many workers model isn't going to be keeping up so actually <laughs> more brains to the problem is it, sounds,
1: it sounds like a combination between the like a diversity equity inclusion uh, strategy and also uh, skills and skill strategy as well right so you've got a real diversity yeah, yeah. around the table and you're getting a, a, a real combination of ideas is that what you find
2: yeah, yeah no, and, and so i think it's it's great to all those um those movements because they, they actually are part of the totally part of the solution yeah totally i mean really um sometimes when we chat about it we're chatting about it like it's a nice thing to do it's yeah. actually it's the necessary thing to do necessary. because of, because you know three blokes like us with our backgrounds we don't see all the angles right no that's right
1: that's right yeah.
2: Right. We've got, we've got our background, right? So we so adding more people around this problem solving is going to be absolutely key. And that's, um, and I guess getting that conversation. And, and so I, I know, um, with Steve, we talked about change fitness. Actually, even just getting used to engaging different perspectives, getting mm. used to bringing different people around the table is a, is sort of warm up drills for, um, <laughs> for the exec team.
1: Right. Yeah. Yeah interesting is yeah, the best success I've ever had in business is having a very diverse uh, team both uh, like on ethnicity and skill base and also um, gender as well as much as diversity as you can it's incredible the difference so can I ask you um, you know, just uh, for young people because you've had a, a lot of corporate experience and you have now you're a, a, a successful consultant um, leading doing uh, fairly large projects can you tell us what advice would you give to young people who are trying to start out in organisations and trying to get uh, their career going, what sort of advice would you give if, uh, if you're talking to the young Bernie Kelly?
2: Yeah, I, I think it would be um, this is a, is a massive period of uh, progress in the world. The world is going to progress rapidly. Yep, so being, being a little bit astute about that, I think um, my, my advice would be to be intentional. Um, think about what, what drives you. Yep. what actually is important to you and make sure that you know, you're connected with it because it's going to be a long haul. Mm. And the other thing would be take the decade view. Take the, the decade, decade view because yeah, if you, you start that? to take the decade view, a lot of the noise is going to disappear. Oh, uh, okay. okay. So, right, so there's so a lot of noise out in yeah, this decade. Okay. But yeah. if, if, if I was the young, talking to the young Bernie, the young Craig, the young Steve, I'd go, <laughs> we're, we're, let's put it out to 2032. Yep. What are the big trends? You can see them really clearly. How do you make sure that you're riding those waves, not yeah. um, not you know mixing with people that are not riding those waves, mm. so that you're actually there? And then and then I guess just being yeah you know, being inspired. There's a lot of things to be inspired by. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's a lot of things to become cynical about. And I think yeah, that right. that, um, that getting too wrapped up in the cynical stuff is going to steal too much of your energy. So yeah, yeah, yeah. being inspired, um, the decade view. And, uh, and sort of being intentional about what you know, really connects for you. Yeah, thanks. That's great. Great insights. Thank you.
0: Well, that was fantastic, uh, Bernie. I might just try and sort of tie some of the threads up together for our listeners. I think that w- what spoke to me was the whole idea of making it real and the, the world is, fa- we're facing challenges. The world is changing faster than leadership is changing and uh, it's, technology is changing faster than leadership. So there's a pressure to try and keep up with all of this stuff. And a few ways that you a few pointers that you gave us that I think are helpful. Um, one is to own the fact that this is a challenge. If you're a leader, just face up to the fact that this is a challenge, but it's also an opportunity. It's a call to growth and to become more than what we are. And part of that is the the whole process of learning and unlearning. And uh, challenging the assumptions. Uh, sometimes that what we've learnt is part of our problem, uh, and we need to unlearn that stuff. Not all of it, but some of it. We, be, we need to be judicious about that. Also, you talked about the need to get multiple eyeballs on the table and get people coming from different perspectives, so that it's not just up to one person to do it or a small group of people, but to get multiple perspectives, because the world is a confusing place, and there's difficult to work out what's going on sometimes and so we need to be making cross-functional teams at work so they were good points and then you talked about becoming the best version of ourselves and actually working on that not just to do it for a short period but to actually sustain it and this requires constant effort and you talked about creating space for that to happen space and time allowing growth to take place and building it in factoring it in so that actually people do perform better and we're more up to the task. And uh, you also talked about the challenge of integrating all of the stuff that's going on in the world and trying to find new models to work with people working in different ways. So. Those are those sort of main points that I got from what you said. I hope that's a fair enough sort of summary. I know you said lots of other things too. I <laughs> know no, there's
2: some uh, the good uh, stuff you you've pulled out there, Steve. Thank you. No, some great
1: insights. Thank you very much, Bernie. Thanks for your Thanks time. very
0: much, Bernie. Thank,
2: yeah, thank you.
0: you. Bye bye. Thank you. See ya. Bye. Thanks for listening to this episode of Humanised Workforce Future You. Please leave a rating or review for the series on the medium where you source your podcast. The transcripts for today's podcast can be found
1: on craigsaffin.com. That's C-R-A-I-G-S-A-P-H-I-N.com. Please subscribe to the series so you don't miss out on the interviews for future guests.